0: Calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team? Struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business. Learn when it's time to hire a team and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. We are excited to be back again this week with another guest. We have our friend, Paula Sacco. She is a positive psychology coach and trainer. Using the science of happiness, Paula Sacco teaches women how to thrive in life and in business. She teaches practical use of the research-backed tools of positive psychology that have been proven to help promote better health, improved relationships, boosted resiliency, and overall success in life and business. Paula specializes in creating a supportive community of women Through group coaching programs and worldwide retreats, which we will talk about. She holds an MBA and certifications in coaching and positive psychology. So welcome to the show, Paula.
2: Thank you, Melissa and Kelly. Thanks for having me.
1: We've been trying to get this together for a while and the The plans are aligning. Yeah, everything's aligned and yeah.
2: Life was getting in the way for a few months, but I am so happy to be here today.
1: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with this work that you do and how you work with your clients. I know we touched upon it a little bit in the bio.
2: Yeah. So I'll back up about how I started. It was really struggles in my own life. I was part of a coaching group when my kids were little and just completely changed my life. You know, I saw how when I shifted my perspective, when I took care of myself, Things really started to change for me in my life and having the support of a group of women, you know, other mothers that were going through the same struggles that I was going through. So that got me interested in coaching. I had originally had a a business background and had moved away from that and, well, started my own business and um, decided that this is really what I love doing. I love working with women, coaching them, um, and now teaching them how to use positive psychology in their life which was opened up to me about three years ago when I went back for my certification in positive psychology. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about what that is and Mm -hmm. what it all means.
0: Yeah. Tell me some more about that because I I got my undergrad in psychology. And if I recall correctly, there wasn't too much of a focus on positive psychology in my degree program, but it really is very important to focus on that side of the piece.
2: Yeah. And so, back in the, you know, starting in the 1940s after World War II, there was a lot of emphasis on studying disease and disorder, you know, mental mm-hmm. d- um, disorders. And it was really yes. important to understand that. And then in the late 90s, there was a president of the American Psychological Association. His name is Martin Seligman. And he said, you know, we have been studying that side of mental health for a long time. Now, let's Study the other side. What are people doing who are thriving and flourishing and are resilient? What can we learn from them and start teaching people the tools to put you know that in place in their life so that they're happier and they're they're thriving in life? What it's not is putting on rose colored glasses and just thinking positive thoughts and things will be happy. It's not about that at all. It's about thriving. So like embracing all of emotions. You know, we're we're human, so we're gonna go through hard times. There's gonna we're gonna have tragedies and difficult times in our life? And how do we get through those and grow from them? And, you know, and be resilient. So the resilient, you know, studying the resilience of people is also a big part of positive psychology field.
0: Yeah, because you sort of what you're referencing is sort of like the toxic positivity, you know, where like good vibes only sort of thing. Like that is not what you're talking about when you talk about positive psychology
2: yeah and it's really the science behind it. you know they've mm-hmm. studied the brain, they've done um controlled research studies on on things like gratitude, like simple things that we can um start bringing into our life, but to really understand how they work you know how how to best use gratitude, why it works um mindfulness that's another big piece of it too. it's like in in really getting in there and knowing why it works, why it works with the mm-hmm. brain and yeah, so it's it's exciting that there's research to back it up and that's absolutely. Nasty. Mm-hmm. And
1: something as old as the study of psychology could actually evolve.
2: Yeah. Right? Yep. It's a whole, a whole new side of it. And it's really needed. I mean, especially now, like coming out of like, our, the last two years, what we've been through, very popular in schools now to be teaching it high school level, college level. Um, it's it, It's taught at Harvard, at Yale. It was actually the most popular class in Harvard's history. Yeah, um, Tal Ben-Shahar had started teaching it there. And now Lori Santos teaches it at Yale. And um, so that's what I like to teach, you know, to bring it to people for their everyday use.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if you had seen an uptick during these last two years and people just wanting to work on their gratitude and all of that, you know.
2: Yeah. So what they find is that the number one predictor of happiness is actually connection. And I don't think that's really surprising to people, but that you, you know, you can intentionally um, bring more connection into your life. And I think that was, you know, obviously one of the hardest things about the pandemic was that it was hard to connect to people and people had to find new ways and they weren't able to do it in person. So I think people are really looking for that, that piece of it, it's like connecting with people in person now, if they can, and they, they feel comfortable with it. So.
0: Yeah, the pandemic definitely hurt the connection piece. I feel like PTSD for lack of connection definitely Mm -hmm. happened during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So what are some ideas that you have to help maintain that connection, you know, when you Um, can't see people in person?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's being intentional about it. Um, you know, you have to do what you're comfortable with. I mean, obviously things are opening up more now and, you know, people dropping the mask mandate and at least in the Boston area, it's getting nice out. <laughs> so, you know, it's easier yeah. to be outside. But I think really you know, thinking about your day or your week and being intentional about, you know, maybe meeting up with a friend for a walk or for a coffee um, or to go to dinner or whatever. Um, it, what's fascinating is um, this work done by Barbara Fredrickson. So what she found was that, we can have these micro moments of connection throughout our day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when you're at the grocery store and you're interacting with the cashier or you talk to the mailman or you just have these little moments and you just feel boosted. It really does make you feel better. And it doesn't have to be, you know, just the people in your inner circle or your close friends and family. It can be those little connections throughout the day. And I think that's really important um, for people to know.
0: Mm. Absolutely. I I made a connection yesterday. I went to pick up breakfast and there was this woman standing in there. She had no mask on. She was waiting for her friend. But then all of a sudden she was like, oh, I should put my mask on. You know, uh, my there's a big uptick in cases at my kids school and they're going to be graduating soon. It was kind of weird, like a little weird connection, you know, but, um, cause I was just standing there and she's all of a sudden was like, oh, I should put my mask on, you know,
2: but, herself, but you at the same time.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was like, okay. And she's like, my, my son is graduating and you know, I need to put my mask on. Cause I'm going to be flying soon. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was like, she needed to talk, Mm -hmm. you know, she needed that moment of connection
2: and she, you know, maybe she was happy and proud of her son. And, and I think we just, we had this shared common experience Mm -hmm. of going through this pandemic together and learning how to live like this and with masks or do I put it on? Do I want to put it on? Um, Yeah. So yeah. Just like those little, little (laughs) moments throughout your day can really boost you. And yes.
0: So we parted ways and I was like, (laughs) Best of luck with your flight and congratulations to your son. (laughs) Did she invite you to the graduation? I don't know, but I think the invitation is forthcoming.
1: (laughs) You You know, know, my daughter
2: and I just got back from a vacation together and my best memories of the vacation, are like all these people we met along the way, like I can still recall them and it was just, it was just fun. It just added to the the trip.
1: Yeah. I feel like everybody's so like eager to just talk to anyone, Yeah, you know, so like you said, Where you go somewhere at the supermarket, people usually keep their heads down, but now people are like,
2: "Yeah,
0: hi," <laughs>
1: you know, like,
2: yeah. and it makes a difference.
1: Yeah. It does. Yeah.
0: So you have a gratitude practice.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love gratitude personally. I do have a gratitude practice. You know, I fall off sometimes. I have to come back to it. It's kind of like working out, and that's what I love reminding people. It's like okay, these are all practices. You can have a gratitude practice or a mindfulness or meditation practice. It's like going to the gym, right? So like it takes some effort. Maybe you have to build the habit. Um, you feel really great when you're doing it. And then sometimes you might fall off, you know, if you stop working out for a little bit and you just get back on. So it's a practice, something that you have to, you know, it's really great if you can build these um, habits into your daily life.
0: I had the five minute gratitude journal and that was really helpful and sort of like embedding that process, you know, morning and a night. Is that the sort of thing that you do with your Yeah.
2: I always tell people do what works for you. You know, Mm -hmm. like if the journaling is just too much of an effort and you find you're not doing it because you're writing, then just like maybe lay in bed and think about your day. They've done some research and Gratitude is most effective when you use the scanning technique. So it works with your natural way your brain works. So, you know, scan your morning or your through your day before and just think of those little moments that you're grateful for. Because I also find that people who thought of like unique things every time, it boosted their emotions more than if they kind of said the same things over and over. I just want to back up one minute and say, like, why do all this? Like, why yeah, gratitude? Absolutely. Practice? Why do mindfulness? So when we Boost our positive emotion. There's this kind of opening and expanding that happens, and when they research people, they found that you're more creative. So when you're when ex- you're in that elevated emotional state, like if you're experiencing love or joy or gratitude or serenity, you're more creative. You have more opportunities. So it's like this is this kind of ties into why it's good for business is because, you know, you're more open, you're more likely to strike up a conversation with people or notice an opportunity. Um, so there's just this wonderful opening that happens. And when your your emotions are elevated, and that's why they find that people who are happy, it actually leads to success, because mm. of that feeling, you know, if you think of somebody who's negative or, or in a depressed state, they're more closed down and more focused on themselves than outward.
1: Ebenezer Scrooge, for example, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. Yep. Good example.
1: <laughs> but then he practiced gratitude by going on his past, present, and future. Uh-huh. And then he turned around in the end. Yeah,
2: there you go. Not
1: That's- often you talk about Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> on a podcast, but you know. In April. <laughs> right. If if the shoe fits, right? If the <laughs> yeah. shoe fits. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about that, how, how it can tie into your business. And it is true. You can even when speaking with people, you can tell if they love what they do or if they, if they don't. So, yeah,
2: I think people respond to energy. You know, they, they respond to your emotions or your energy. And if you, you know, if you're, if you're talking that way or interacting with people, they're going to respond to that. Um, and, you know, people are happier when they're working on goals. Um, when you're happy, it helps you achieve your goals, you know, so that can help you in business. And I think that like, you know, nowadays, and I know in my coaching, I like to think of it as like whole, whole person coaching that we're not like, okay, our business self and our personal self, it's all combined. And especially nowadays, where our, we all know our professional and personal lives are very meshed um, mm-hmm. people are working from home. And so it's really looking at the whole person, like when I do my coaching, or if I'm going into um, companies to do this, this kind of work.
1: Yeah, I like that you do, and we talked about it briefly off the recording, but that you also work with corporations Mm -hmm. with this type of work, which is interesting because I feel like for people that are actually, well, even if they're working from home, I'm sure you probably do like a virtual type of work with them. So that's, I feel like it's needed and it's great to see more corporations getting involved in that side of their employees. I, I think
2: they're really starting to embrace it. And um, seeing the benefits that they have, and when people are, you know, happier or thriving, they're gonna they're gonna do better at work. They're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, find more meaning, be more productive, and also it's just a signal from the company that they care about you. You know, mm-hmm. they care about you as a whole person, which I think is really important. A big piece of positive psychology is working with strengths, and in particular, they use the VIA strengths, which stands for Values in Action. I love bringing that to companies and I love working individuals with it. I, I do that a lot in my coaching groups. Um, everybody knows their strengths and how to use them in a balanced way.
1: Melissa usually urges me, encourages me to take strength finders tests. And I have not taken this one before. Oh, you got to so. go on the
2: VIA site. It's free. Yeah. It's like, I think it's viacharacter.org. It's free, and you know what's great about them too is they don't bombard you. Like if you take a profile, that's the last you'll hear from them unless you want to hear from them. Like, yeah. you start, like you fill it out, and then they're then you're on their marketing list. Um, it's really eye opening. You know, you see Oops. your strengths, and it's just a great way to be like, oh yeah, that's that's who I am. Like it's a way for you to like step into who you are authentically. But what's really interesting is getting into how you overuse your strengths. So like. Our top strengths are so easy to use and they give us energy and meaning. Like when you feel aligned with your life, it's because, you know, mostly because you're using your strength. They're so easy to use that we can overuse them, which is not such a great thing.
0: As you say it, I look at mine and I'm like, well, you know, (laughs) what were kindness, love of learning, leadership, and humor. So Love. love of learning. I could learn until the cows come home right? To the detriment. Of to the detriment. detriment of putting it to use, right? Because yeah. I just have to keep learning, 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 learning. And how yeah. is that helping anything if I don't put it to use?
2: Yeah. For a point, right? So you could have a love of learning just to learn because it fills you up. Yes, it does. Of, yeah. So it's kind of, and then it just depends on like what you want to do with that. I mean, in my case, I also have love of learning and it helped me, it gave me direction because I said, all right, I love learning about all this. Now let me teach it. You know that's when yeah. mm-hmm. you know to teach somebody is like you're really learning it at a deep level. We can help you with that. You know, I think with kindness, um, what I see in a lot of people is that they're so kind to other people that sometimes they forget about being kind to themselves. So make sure mm-hmm. you're reflecting it back on yourself.
0: Very true. Yeah, Melissa. Listen yeah, up, exactly.
2: Having, Melissa's having an aha moment right now.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, it's very true. You know, because we're always. We never think about the actions to ourselves. We always think about it to others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah.
0: Precisely. Thank you for your, um, for your assistance with this matter.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you. I mean, I've taken like eight week courses on via strength. It's awesome. So like, it's, I love teaching it. I bring it to all my coaching groups. I have some workshops on just on, on via strength. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun and it helps with relationships. Like when you know your partners or your kids' strengths, it's like, oh, okay. That's, you know, he, he,
1: he that's he, why you do that.
2: That's why you do that. Or, you know, maybe you're overusing your humor a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Absolutely, that's why I really enjoy them. And I tell Kelly all the time, take this disc assessment, or take this enneagram, or now I'll say take this VIA strength test. So well, now I'll I can know, it. you know. Yeah.
2: And you know, it's really um important to know too that it's not strengths and weaknesses. So I think that's a lot of times where our mind goes like, Oh, what are our weaknesses? And it's, it's not that like, we possess all of these 24 character strengths. Yes. Um, It's just that some of them are easier to use than others. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice way to say like, okay, how, how can I use these other strengths? Like, how can I intentionally tap into bravery or Mm -hmm. perseverance or self-regulation? And, you know, think about how to, how to use strengths that you possess, but don't come as naturally.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you're working with clients, how do you help them tap into these other strengths?
2: I think just that asking, <laughs> like, think about a challenging situation that's coming up. Um, so even if you want to do that right now, like, not you don't talk about it, but you call it to mind. And say, OK, like what what strengths?" And it, it, it's helpful if you know that the 24 character strengths, which Melissa does. <laughs> um, and say, "Like, OK, what's needed right now?
1: Mm-hmm. And maybe mm.
2: it's bravery. Maybe it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of prudence. Something. Prudence. Okay. There you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: that's actually Maybe one. put
1: the humor aside. Cause I usually, that's probably going to come up top for me because I have a problem with that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good and bad, you know, I can use it for evil, but I can use it for, mm-hmm. for good as yeah. well. So sometimes yeah. I have to put that aside.
2: So it's like yeah. using it in a balanced way or knowing yeah. when it's appropriate, like, okay, maybe the situation doesn't call for humor right now. You know, maybe right. I need to tap into social intelligence or whatever. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, sometimes humor is a self-defense mechanism as well. Yes. All right. We're going deep here. Wow. We
1: are. <laughs> well, it it is a, yes. We love this topic. We really do. <laughs> let's talk about your retreats. You do retreats. You're uh, just let's... coming back from one, right?
2: Yep. I am. Just got back from Sedona. I love my retreats. They're so much fun. And it's not just about fun. It was a dream I had for a long time and- actually going through the positive psychology course helped me put it into action and make it a reality because they taught us how to set goals and micro steps anyway. So the number one thing about the retreats that I love is the connection that I see happen with the women. Like, I don't know, I think as women, especially, we just, we love connecting and just having that experience where it's like an immersive experience. You're away somewhere beautiful. We're staying in a, a beautiful place. You have that space and time to spend on yourself. Um, you're learning all these tools, you're getting to put them into place. And you're seeing a beautiful place. It's it's not just about like going all the way to Sedona and sitting in a house and not mm. getting outside. You know, we I did a hot air balloon ride when we were there. Um some mm. of us, yeah. It was great. You talk about awe. awe and savoring are two great ways to boost your positive emotion. And let me tell you, being up in that balloon, oh. It was amazing. You know, so we're getting out, we're seeing the area, doing some things that normally maybe you wouldn't do, like Hmm. a little, you know, whether it's forest bathing. Going in a hot air balloon. Exactly. (laughs) Meditating at a vortex in Sedona, you know, so all these these great things. So I, and I just, I love seeing kind of what happens coming out of those trips. The transformation personally, like individually for each woman, but then kind of that, that connection and bond between the group.
0: So, the women that went with you, did they know each other prior, or
2: not all of them? No. like some of them I had um two that were sisters, a couple friends that came. actually, oh, what I love was three women that have been in one of my virtual groups for two years now met for the very first time in person. Oh,
1: that's and, awesome., yeah, that's incredible.' That was yeah. really
2: special. So, and, you know, when I, my first retreat I ran was to Italy and a woman came alone and she, she was very brave. She's just said, you know, what? I'm going to go. And she made some great friends and we we all stay together in one house and knowing, you know, you don't feel alone and that's a great experience.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's the perfect way to, to go on a solo trip is to go on a retreat with women. Cause you know, you're not alone, but mm-hmm. you have that experience of traveling alone, knowing you're not alone. If that yeah. Makes
2: sense. yeah no it totally does and mm-hmm. you know it's a nice experience too for women to feel like that they're taken care of in a way you know mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. have everything planned there you know the food the travel they, they don't need to worry or think about a thing yeah um, they need to show up and then mm-hmm. you know the magic happens.
0: Yeah I did that once and um it was a seven day retreat and I went by myself, the women that I met there are lifelong friends. Now, you know, we have this connection and this experience, this bond that will be with us forever. So I'm glad that you did that. And and you've made this connection for
1: those women. Do you pick a new place every time? Or do you think you're going to be kind of gravitating back to Sedona or Italy?
2: It's kind of interesting. I love planning travel and I love seeing new, new areas. So for me, I like to go to new places. Basically, I think like, okay, where where do I want to go next? Or what what haven't I seen? I think the difference would be like a weekend retreat. I did one up in Maine where it's like hmm. New England, you know, drivable exactly. a retreat. Um, but even that, I like to go to a different venue and try, try new things. Yeah.
0: Mm. And I guess Sedona is like heaven on earth from what I've heard. Yeah. Like it's a can't miss place. But where would you go next, do you think?
2: Hmm. I've been thinking about that. Well, a couple of things. Someone told me about a property in Atlanta. Okay, so now I wouldn't go to Atlanta to see Atlanta, but this place—it's oh, real. It's like a wellness place, and there you think it'd be a great place just to immerse yourself and stay mm. someplace for a long weekend. So I'm looking at that. I actually, before the pandemic hit, I had a whole retreat filled mm. out to go to Sicily.
1: Oh, <laughs> my know,
2: birth,
0: the, my history.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, ah, mine too. Yeah, side. We'll see. We'll see if that's gonna happen. You know, with yeah. the international travel and just yeah, um, like, I'm I'm starting here yeah. first. And then yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but that it that would be nice.
0: It would be the food, the mm-hmm. scenery, everything.
2: Yeah. And I have this great villa company that I work with that's just amazing. I mean, the properties are gorgeous and
1: that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. If people want to work with you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to sort of get a taste of of what you do and
2: definitely my virtual workshops are a fantastic way to start every once in a while i'll throw out some free workshops just to give people a taste and meet me i love doing them because i just love teaching this um so it's a great way to try it um the virtual groups are just wonderful because you mm. get that kind of like we were talking about in the retreats you get that bond believe mm-hmm. it or not in the virtual group we meet weekly um, so that's a, just a great way. Now that the weather is getting nice, I'm, I'm, you know, com- kind of brainstorming about maybe some impersonal events I can do, whether they be local to the Boston area or, or whatnot. So that
1: would be fun. Fun. we threw open our windows today. It's we nice. did. Yes. <laughs> it's nice. probably fake spring, but yeah. I'll take it, you know, we're getting, we're getting there.
0: And I understand that you have a gift that, that you have to offer our listeners.
2: Yes. Are you talking about on my website? The gratitude? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> what
2: you, what gift? So? I didn't say I was doing like a something gift. Something I was putting in the mail. I was like, wow, that's a, <laughs> that a lot of work. Putting you right
1: gifts. on the spot.
2: I know. <laughs> I love giving gifts. But if you'd like to go to my website, there is a gratitude checklist that will help you. It just it gives you tips on how to actually start a gratitude practice and um, mm-hmm. ways to do it. So gratitude can be really powerful, you know, incorporating that into your daily life. There's also a way that you can get weekly tips from me. So I send out a weekly newsletter on Thursday. And my goal with those is like that they're practical, that they're useful. So you can take
1: something away from getting those as well. Mm, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Especially these days, I feel like this is something that's important. You know, Yep. yeah, self-care, self-care, self-care all the time, mm-hmm. but gratitude and just like that type of self care for yourself, and
2: yeah, like something yeah. that actually lifts your spirit, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, it is you know it's something where when you develop a practice, you really see the difference. Like- and it doesn't have
0: to be complex. That's like one of no. the one of the great things is that it doesn't. Sometimes people think that it's hard to have a gratitude practice, but one of the tips that you have is just stand outside and look at the sky. Like that's not hard at all. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. it makes you feel good.
2: Yeah. And even with meditation, like there's so much research behind like the benefits of meditation. I mean, like if you could take a pill that everything meditation gives you, like side effects, uh, people would be doing it in a second. And you know what, sometimes it is, it is hard, you know, like it's hard Mm -hmm. to sit and, you know, listen to those thoughts in your mind. And how do you, you know, how do you kind of let them go? And so if you, if you just simplify and think it's really about being in the present moment. You know, Mm -hmm. and really experiencing the present moment with whether it's like with your senses or you know just using your breath as an anchor, and it doesn't have to be long. It could be two minutes. Like you could benefit just from sitting quietly and focusing on your breath for two minutes.
1: Mm -hmm. Myself, for example, Melissa says you know she did the she did a gratitude journal for a little bit, and I just could never connect with that because I'm like I don't want to just sit down and write three things I'm grateful for. But with you (laughs) saying like Just scan your day that, you know, that morning or the next day or whatever that evening or the, or the next morning that I can do, like I can sit quietly and scan my day and without having to write it down that, that makes it easier for. Yep.
2: And that's the key. If it's easier, you're going to, you're going to be more likely to do it. You can also try tying it to another habit. Like if you're brushing your teeth, you know, maybe do a gratitude scan or in the shower or something you're already doing, something that's yeah. already built as a habit. You just, you know, it's called habit stacking. So that My
1: can- morning coffee. There you go. Right there. Yeah, that's- It's a good idea. I like it.
0: I like it too. I think I will have, have to join one of
1: Paula's events.
2: I would love to have you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when's the did we talk yet? When the next one is?
2: Yeah, I have a um. Actually, Melissa, this is right up your alley. It's a VIA Strengths workshop. So that's Ooh, yes, April. yeah, and that's on my website as well. Kind of give you a little taste and get you to jump into using your strengths more and uh,
0: mm. yeah, fun. Absolutely, that is right up my alley.
1: You might see Burge there. You may <laughs> some of our listeners <laughs> as well. So, where else can people find you? Where do you hang out on? Do you hang out on social media? Uh, I know. Yeah,
2: yep. On Instagram and exactly. I have a Facebook page and LinkedIn.
1: So all right. So we'll put all of those links in the show notes. Yeah. If you have any questions for Paula, just reach out to her via her website and uh, or on her social media platforms.
0: Not to be confused with via strengths. Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, well connected, Melissa. Humor well, number four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, lead with kindness, Melissa. Lead with kindness, <laughs> Melissa. Okay, you know. I'm learning your strengths. So yeah, good. You now get, I have to all learn, but... know.
0: You'll all know. Yes. All the audience, Paula, me, you,
1: everyone. Okay. Paula, thank you for thank joining you. us today. This was thank great. You. Thank you so
2: much for having me.
1: And I think people can definitely take tips and just like, especially this time of year, the weather is getting better for most of us, mm-hmm. and just like going out and enjoying.
2: Well, so being in nature, Sky, that's a, yeah, 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 just yeah. yeah. Feet it's on the like ground. It doesn't take much, like get outside, you know, take a walk, breathe in the air, yeah, you know, take a walk in the woods. So, hug know, a tree,
1: walk yeah. to your mailbox to get your mail, just mm-hmm. scan your day while you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Paula, so, I have so, hugged trees before on a true. nature walk. It's very true.
1: <laughs> it's mm-hmm.
2: true. I do believe it. You're very kind to those trees. I am
1: very kind to them and humorous as well. And I tell them jokes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much again. And um, everybody have a great day and we'll be back next week. Join us uh, on our Facebook group and visit us on uh, our website at mergioenterprises.com. Everybody have a great week and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.